everyone. In today's episode, I'm joined by Beth, and, and, and Beth has um, ulcerative colitis and Crohn's um, disease. So in today's episode, we're going to be joined with her and hearing about her, her story uh, and her, her journey so far. So thanks, Beth, for, um, for coming on today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk to you. Yeah, I know you got you got in touch and you was um, wanting to share your story and I was, I was very happy to speak to you today. Absolutely. Yeah. And like I just said to you earlier, I think it's wonderful what you're doing, raising awareness around Crohn's and colitis and IBD. So if I can, you know, share my story and help others as well, like you are, then then that's brilliant. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Definitely, because it, it's fun raising awareness and speaking, mm. speaking to different people as well, like hearing their stories. So uh, I'm looking forward to hearing yours. Um, so mm. could you just introduce, introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So hi, everyone. My name is Beth and I live in Dorset, so down by the sea. And I was, well, I've actually had really bad digestive issues and stomach problems since I was about three, my mum said. Um, on and off, struggled with it. Usual, get to your teenage years, they diagnose you with IBS and you kind of cut out this, cut out that, don't you? Um, but then roll on a a few more years later in 2009 I was living abroad in Australia for four years and living a great life really healthy you know worked at a gym it was wonderful but then I got really ill came home in 2009 um, got rushed into hospital and usual story yep was diagnosed there and then with Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis and then of course put on loads of steroids and drugs and then the journey began <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, we don't like going on um, steroids, do we? <laughs> no, no, I'm so glad I've been off them for two and a half years. Yay. Yeah, yeah fingers crossed that it's a while till you have to go back on them again. Exactly, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's interesting, like, so what made you go to Australia then, like, uh, in the first place? Yeah, so so again, it's a funny story. Like before I got ill and my IBD took over, I've always been a very fit, adventurous, healthy individual. You know, I've I've got like I said, grew up by the sea. So I've grown up, you know, doing water sports and boating and going to the beach and swimming. Um, so when I left school, I, I tried university for a year and went to London and it was lovely, but it just, the course wasn't for me. So that's where I decided to think about maybe going traveling and seeing the rest of the world. And I fell in love with surfing. So stand up surfing um, in South Africa. I lived there for 10 months, I think in my early twenties. So I moved over to Australia to become a surf instructor. And that's what I did. So yeah, went over there and was surfing every day, typical Australian style, living on the beach. <laughs> and it was wonderful. <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting because I actually remember speaking to someone um, who, who who does that as a um like isn't it? I spoke to someone from Dubai, um, oh, yeah. uh, um and he um he he does it as a sport like yeah it, uh, like surfing and stuff um and like I couldn't imagine doing surfing I, I watch it on the TV uh, like that, yeah. like, like you get the TV programs people doing surfing in the sea and then like you got to be <laughs> I suppose when you're doing surfing you've got to be really good at balancing on the board yes. Definitely. You've got to be good at balancing and you've got to be able to allow water to go up your nose, in your ears, in your eyes yeah. um, and be 
pushed around and stuff and and everything but yeah you yeah gotta have good balance but it, it takes yeah takes a bit of go but it's fun <laughs> yeah suppose you've got to be good uh, a good summer as well in case you you fall in as well yes absolutely so funnily enough when I did my surf instructors when I I think I've been in Australia six months and so I did my surf instructors which which is of course where you learn to be a surf coach and they put you through quite yeah intense training um for for a few weeks where you do have to yes yeah, swim a lot in a certain time they then send you out into the middle of the ocean over the waves without a <laughs> surfboard <laughs> oh dear there's a little English girl I've never been so scared in my life <laughs> but I survived and I passed so yes I was a very very strong swimmer <laughs> yeah yeah I suppose you've got to be for um doing surfing um Back in the <laughs> but but yeah like um yeah like I get why you go to Australia now to do all that because yeah. it's, it's like that over isn't it um that's but, it yeah and it and it was lovely and of course you know, I, I went over there and like I said, I was living this kind of healthy lifestyle, but I'd always had tummy issues. But I was, you know, like we all do when we've got Crohn's and stuff before you even know you've got it. You you just manage it, don't you? You work out what irritates you and what to avoid food wise. Um, and then I think I'd, I'd, I'd worked out early on as well that stress definitely affected me and my symptoms. So that's another reason I moved to Australia to be a bit more relaxed. Um, you know, I, like I said, I was being a surf instructor, I was doing waitressing, and then I actually studied to become a beauty therapist as well, because I figure what more relaxing job is there than being a beauty therapist? <laughs> and um, it, yeah, it, it was lovely. It was, it was really lovely until, yeah, until it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It changes very fast um, from like, like from the diet like not realizing what's happening and then and then you get diagnosed um that's what like uh exactly. I, yeah exactly so when we when were you diagnosed did you say was it oh i, I was diagnosed in 2017 yeah gosh yeah, yeah so and you're managing okay, like you said, you've got both, because like we both said, didn't we, we both mm. were diagnosed with Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis, which is so annoying. Um, but are you on medication? Yeah, yeah. Um, the form of Crohn's I have is called patchy pans, um, oh. and, and, and that's known as the worst form, they say, um, oh, uh, of, of Crohn's. And like how I got diagnosed was, um it, it happened I say I suppose that a lot of the symptoms happened quite slowly because um yeah. I, I look back in 2017 early on and then losing weight quite a lot of the time as the year goes by and then uh couldn't eat anything uh had to be put on liquid drinks what I didn't like um oh. and then had to push to see people because I, I Bernie feeling it was I felt quite a lot of time in my stomach and then mm -hmm. I pushed to get seen and stuff um having a, a fish load what I didn't know what what was until um my consultant told me because uh, a doctor yeah. wouldn't look have a look which was a bit disappointing because it would have maybe seen sooner and stuff but yeah um, but yeah I was at school at the time so I would have been in last year of school um and oh. that near exams and stuff like that so it wasn't Breath. it wasn't mm -hmm. very ideal time <laughs> um, no. um but but yeah, I, and then I had a, I kind of lost the pee, had the drink, yeah. I had, had all that, um, and then what? Yeah, one of the after that, get, got getting diagnosed with Crohn's pretty quickly, um, 
but and then I had to go on steroids straight away. Um, yeah. Um, which wasn't <laughs> that wasn't nice. Um, no, they're horrible. But, but I say that did reduce the pain a little bit. Yeah. Um, I was in. Um, so that was good. But and then I got put on azathioprine, and I've been on azathioprine yeah. since. Um, okay. And along with that, I was well. Yeah. I, I currently I take um, I take B twelve um and yes. um, like um for fatigue and yeah, I, I take like all the kind of for fatigue um medication um yeah and i take vitamin d as well so i take vitamin d every day um, brilliant that is a um, lifesaver vitamin d isn't it i think yeah. people don't talk about vitamin d enough and i think even if you don't have an autoimmune i think it's a really vital supplement of vitamin to take so i'm really glad you're taking that i take it too like loads a day <laughs> yeah yeah I, I normally take it in the i have i have my own medicine box um often yeah. like Mondays to Friday and then I normally have that on the evening. So the only yeah. tablet I have in the evening is that but because I have um asthma as well beside the Crohn's I've had oh. asthma since I was younger. So oh, I've I take that now once a day because it's not as bad as it was. Um and yeah I take that and my allergy medicine that I take um like in the mornings. Um so I kinda have to wake up early. <laughs> it, it, even yeah. if, <laughs> even if I couldn't like even if I wanted to lay in uh, it would have kind of messed the pattern up like having yeah. to take having medication in the morning and in the evening um so so what I normally do for um I normally have that after my breakfast um like yeah. my medications and oh just after I have my dinner I'll have my evening medications just so it's in kind of rhythm brilliant brilliant it's just people yeah people don't realize do they all the other side of it like you said the medications and you know like you touched on as well earlier the steroids you know anyone that has IBD that is having these awful symptoms we have to go on steroids to help the pain and the inflammation which like you said I was the same you know it, it really really did help straight away but then I think what up upsets me is there's such a lack of education around long-term steroid use which is what I've now witnessed because I was on steroids for over 11 years uh, pretty much constantly and you know the weight gain the thyroid issues the migraines you know the brain fog that just everything that has come about from taking steroids but I get that we had to take them and then also like you touched on how many times have we heard people say oh, my doctor wasn't listening to me. You know, I said, I've got this and this was wrong, but they just kept harming me off on IBS. And, you know, like what you said with your doctor, and that's what happened with mine. They just kept saying, oh, no, you're fine. You're fine. It's just, you know, a tummy bug or IBS. And, and it is awful that you kind of, we do have to push, like you said, to really say, no, something's wrong. Um, and I, I mean, you were probably the same, like most other people, I felt, a massive sense of relief when they diagnosed me because I should have been upset but I was like yes I finally it's not in my head there's something not right and then like you said then you can kind of make a plan and you know work out how to manage it and and go yeah. forth from there definitely yeah I think I think it's good it's good when you get a diagnosis and then you mm -hmm. find out a little bit more probably not knowing I know some people that do uh, I suppose it is helpful if you know about it, but uh, yeah. in my position, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know what Crohn's was or, or no. so it 
so, and I was given this leaflet and you go yeah. home and then you read in and I look it up and that and then it's not very good <laughs> no it's not is it that's well, it you look it up and go oh my gosh what what am I gonna oh what am I gonna do and interestingly enough just touching on that that the first thing I did because I was when we did, when I had my stoma at the end of 2019 so yeah we started talking about stomas the beginning of 2019 and I kind of heard about it and heard what it was but I didn't really know so the first thing I did instead of yeah talking to my doctors is I went on YouTube so I literally went straight on YouTube typed in stoma and you know all these incredible people came up sharing their stories sharing their videos and I just remember binge watching all of these people talking about eliostomies, loop eliostomies, ostomies. And, you know, I was in tears. I had tears rolling down my face, but I was almost relieved that I thought, well, there's all these incredible people all over the world that are living these lives with stomas, um, whereas I'm sat stuck on a toilet, throwing up, passing out. Which one would I prefer? <laughs> so, of course, yeah, I straight away thought, yeah, brilliant. Let's let's have a stoma. Let, let's get it done. And, and of course, I have not looked back. It's the, yeah, the best decision. But it, yeah, was a hard journey to get there. <laughs> yeah. As you know, all the different drugs. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yes. I, I see a lot, lot, lot of people talking about their stomas. Um, and like I don't have one myself, but I know people that do, and like mm -hmm. I think I think it's good like the, how they talk about them and, and stuff because um, yeah like like I think everyone has a chance to have them one. Um, if you have yeah. Crohn's or colitis, like not everyone does have one, but um, yeah. I suppose it depends how you you and your Crohn's or you and your ulcerative colitis are doing. Um, exactly well that's exactly it as well. You know, it's kind of it sounds awful, but it is trial and error. You know, I got so so ill end of 2018 beginning of 2019 of course you know again usual story I was hospitalized rushed into hospital was very 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 ill and it was the kind of point where yeah they were discussing yeah we're gonna have to take out stuff and we're gonna have to do stuff and we need to do this and and I got really really overwhelmed but I think in in that moment I thought well anything is better than this you know anything is better than my situation now so let's do it and of course in September 2019 we did the loop ileostomy, which is where they don't remove any body parts they just just <laughs> make a stoma out of your small intestine and I think the idea of that is just to allow your large intestine and your rectum to of course rest and just hope that they get better but unfortunately mine didn't, which is why it then resulted in November 2019. I had my large intestine removed, um, which of course, as anyone knows listening to this, when you have ulcerative colitis, that is just in your large intestine. So if that's removed, you're cured pretty much of ulcerative colitis. Whereas of course, like us, we've got Crohn's disease. Crohn's disease can be anywhere from your mouth to your bum. So even though I've got a tiny bit of Crohn's apparently in my small bowel, at least having the large intestine taken I've got that gone um but I, so I lived like that for eight months I think yeah eight 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 nine months lived with a stoma no large intestine but I still had my bum but unfortunately the yeah it the Crohn's colitis whatever you want to call it was was still really active in the rectum um so then that obviously led to a really big decision of do you want to have a permanent stoma well, not do you want to, but you're kind of going to have to have a permanent stoma 
or obviously looking into a J pouch. So there's there's all there's so many different avenues to get there, aren't there? And <laughs> loads of different ways people manage them and the drugs. And like we said earlier, you know, gosh, I've been on nearly every drug under the sun. Mm. And yeah, they worked and then they didn't. <laughs> yeah, kind of I suppose it, it like is either um it's like like it, 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 it kind of depends on it like the drugs and like some of them will work um I, I know someone who's on the drug that I'm on been on it yeah. for like, I think about five years and I, I was on it a year um and yeah. it, it didn't work and then I, I moved I moved to a different medication I've been on that for a few years so it like it kind of everyone's different works. yeah mm. yeah yeah like they are <laughs> it's good everyone's different now <laughs> <laughs> that's it absolutely uh, but it it makes it it makes it tough though doesn't it because you know you probably said the same to your friends and other people when you're talking about it you know they'll kind of say oh right okay so you've got Crohn's disease all right so does that mean you just can't eat that and that and you think well it's kind of like that but then there's all the other stuff and then you'll say oh no but I know somebody else that has Crohn's and they can have lactose and it's just everyone is different so it makes it really hard to formulate a plan of action almost, doesn't it? And that's why, of course, like you said, everyone has to try all the different meds to try and find one that hopefully will keep you quote unquote normal. Um, but it, yeah, comes comes with time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I don't like being on medication because <laughs> it dampens my immune yeah. system. Um, so... Yeah. It hasn't really helped during the past few years with, with this uh, no, you've pandemic. Done um, and it's still here, like, um, like with, with, even though there's no restrictions, um, it is, like, um, like people maybe think it's gone because it's not as talked about as much now. Um, no, but um, but yeah, it's still, still here. Uh, the last few weeks or, or last week, I've seen quite a lot of people uh, again, uh, like um, COVID and 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 test for it and. Like, yeah, I suppose I, I, I talk to different people about pandemic and COVID and I always, I always tend to relate it to Crohn's a little bit, like, because everyone yeah. get, has it differently um, and everyone will have COVID differently um, as well. Yeah, Even That's though it. they're completely different things, but in, like, in, a, in a sense, similar. Absolutely. Well, it's interesting, isn't it, that people are talking about the effects now of long COVID and how, you know, you get this fatigue and you get this muscle ache and all these other things. And, you know, I kind of think, oh, well, we've got autoimmune. We kind of we deal with that day to day anyway. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, gosh, if you've got that on top of everything else as well. Oh, my Lord. I mean, touch wood. I haven't caught it. And pretty much everyone I know has had it. Um, so I don't know how. I haven't caught it I've been kind of staying away and I'm still yeah I'm still careful but I'm relaxing a little bit now but it's um yeah it's tough isn't it and like you said that yeah the immune system and medication because like I said to you earlier you know I haven't been on steroids now for two and a half yeah nearly two and a half years two and a half years gosh yeah. um which is wonderful and I haven't been on any IBD drugs as well for two and a half years so fingers crossed long may that continue because my body's now trying to get to some sort of normality and balanced state but 
again, as you know, with people with stomas, you know, you have issues with dehydration and lack of B12 and fatigue. And, you know, there's a lot of food you can't eat. So it is, it's a challenge. It is a challenge, but it's, um, but it's much better than being on. Yeah. Lots of drugs that weren't working for me. <laughs> eventually. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I'm the same with um, like, I haven't got COVID and I, I know people that do, but yeah. in, in the way it, I don't know about you, like you kind of feel like if they get it, if, if, if one of your friends get it, they have COVID. Um, at yeah. least they've at least they've got it. Like you're you're not going to be fearful. With it. Even though people can get get it again, but at least they've got it and fought it off. And then um, yeah. it might in your in your mind it might be a little bit more safer than them not having it when they could possibly get it. And like, even people get long COVID and stuff. Like I suppose it feels better um, because like, I I felt that way when it like last year when it was just um there wasn't no other really many other variants where that they said that if a person catches covid that they shouldn't be mm. as there wasn't another variant to catch it again and i went mm. to uh someone's wedding last year and i felt more comfortable yeah. because like with all yeah. it was it was very nice there and in a setting where all tests were taken and, and the, the good tests were taken and people really? there have had covid and and stuff and it, it is um like it is crazy though like um hearing mm. hearing about it and crazy that all the restrictions just went just like that <laughs> absolutely that's it everyone's like no we're fine now we've all been jabbed uh, crack on let's get on with it so oh i don't know i think yes mm. it's an interesting one but i think yeah, when you've got IBD, you just have to be, yeah, like you said, with your immune system, you just got to be super, super careful, um, best you can. And um, and just, yeah, hope, hope for the best. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've got to hope for the best. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yes. yeah. So, like, um, because you, like you said, when you're in Australia, you're a surfer. Um, what do you do now? Like, um Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah good question so that kind of leads on as well from the beauty so I've been in the beauty industry for over 15 years so sit like I said since Australia when I came home I set up my own beauty business funny enough because I was ill I thought right I want to do something that I can do from home that's only part-time but I can still earn money so um, yeah I started seeing clients from home you know for waxing and facials and, and tinting and stuff and that literally took off within six months so I think I started with kind of three clients a week and it went up to 70 as in 7-0 full-time so I was doing about 40 hours a week seeing clients so it kind of gone from oh I'll do like a relaxing job that's okay with my um illness to then oh sugar I'm like way over the top <laughs> um but it but it was amazing because of course I you know I was surrounded by women all the time that we, we were just chatting and it was a lovely lovely work environment working for myself and of course you know running back to the toilet constantly as well I could do that because I was in the comfort of my own home um and then I remember oh, many times you know I'd wake up like we do with IBD and you just feel awful and you think oh my gosh I can't see anybody today and my my ladies my clients were so understanding I'd message them and say I wasn't feeling well and they no problem so we'd reschedule so I think I've been very lucky working for myself for so long and managing my uh, illness but then before just before I got really really ill I 
I had a beauty salon. I closed it down because of my Crohn's, unfortunately. And I then started thinking, right, I, and I always want to work for myself because I've worked for myself like I said, for 15 years or 11, 12 years. And I didn't want to carry on with the beauty full time because, of course, I was literally too ill to do waxing and facials when you're running to the toilet so I started thinking I need to do a business from home that I can do on my own and the reason I got into beauty was I love natural skincare so I became a formulator so learned how to make creams lotions potions from scratch in 2012 in Greenwich in London and so yeah 2018 I started formulating products to help soothe my sensitive skin because as you know being on steroids and horrible other medications they really affect your skin your skin gets sensitive it gets dry it gets irritated so I created two wonderful products um, and then in 2018 I launched my own organic vegan skincare brand which is what I do now full-time wow. so I do that full-time now so I stopped seeing clients last October and I now yeah make and sell skincare products full time so that's what I do now which I love <laughs> well that's great like like um like as well like looking with like skin because like I know for um right in the summer or, or like if you're going out for a day a certain sun yeah. cream you can have to wear as well like because oh yeah, definitely yeah there's risks of, like skin cancer and stuff like that so um yeah. I know I have to wear Oh, I believe it's factor 50 I might be wrong it, it, um that good um I think it is but um that right but but yeah I have to wear that and it's annoying that you have to wear a particular one <laughs> um <laughs> but but like it's, it's all for your health isn't it it is well interestingly enough that's that's what I'm actually just working on at the moment with a, a handmade manufacturer because I, I haven't made sunscreen before because you can imagine it's a very in-depth process to make sure you've got a sunscreen that works so we're just kind of trying to formulate at the moment because it's a big process because even though I've got you know seven beautiful face products and seven body products my biggest thing with skin is you have to protect from the sun so even through the winter in England I wear 30 and then in the summer I wear 50 and a hat and I've always been super protective of my skin especially since been on all the steroids again like you know because you your skin gets so sensitive yeah. um so yeah I can't wait to be able to launch a sunscreen that will just like you said just help sensitive skin and it's not going to irritate it but it's going to protect you um I'm wearing you know wearing one at the moment and I'm inside <laughs> but um but no it is it's it's lovely being you know being able now to help others with their skin and all different autoimmunes as well um especially like eczema and I've helped a couple of people with psoriasis so yeah it's been fantastic absolutely wonderful and I get to you know work from home and of course I set it up at end of 2018 and then I was in hospital all of 2019 <laughs> so it kind of it kept me going it definitely gave me purpose every day through my operations which was good yeah I suppose it's good that you're doing something that you like and you want to do yeah. mm. Absolutely. And it does it, you know, I think it's a bit of a tricky one because because uh, I love it so much. I do work a lot and I need to try and, yes, rein it in a bit. But, you know, I'm still doing, you know, my, you know, dog walking and I um, do yoga and bits. But of course, just 
yeah body changes and stuff has been very very different with a stoma you know I'm still getting used to that and I'd like to start Pilates properly so that I can really build my core again because of course it's been you know my tummy's been opened four times three times yeah four times um so that's a real difficulty so yeah just trying to get back into exercise and working and and just getting on with it really which is which is good so i'm getting there yay <laughs> yeah it's important just to to try your best and but there's no like um just to do what you want to do because it's always good when you have a job that you like and you don't just do it just because um not supposed to the, the money side of things but like it, it like it's yeah. good it's good that you're you're doing well like you've like changed like suppose from like good life in Australia with the surf and then all that and then coming over back here um and then to go into your um your booty <laughs> that's it absolutely absolutely so no it's it's been brilliant because you know I know lots of other people like I'd say like my stoma and Crohn's community on Instagram you know how I found you um who work for people you know full-time and they still manage their IBD and I just think gosh they're incredible because I don't think I could have held down a full-time job and had this so I think even though, I mean, I work about 70 hours a week now and I did used to, but it's different when it's on for yourself because you can, you know, choose your hours and everything. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I think, yeah, I feel very, very lucky now that, yeah, I've got my stoma, got my job and I'm just kind of, yeah, getting back into life now and getting, getting stronger as well. Definitely trying to get stronger after all these operations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you had one this year? Well, funnily enough, so my my last IBD operation was August 2020, where I had, um, is it protectoctomy, um, where they remove your bum? Yeah. So I can never say that. So I had that in August 2020, and that was a very big operation. I didn't realise how much. Then I healed from that. But another thing, kind of another... Um, side effect as you know with steroids that you gain weight and they completely change your body so over the last three years you know I've, I've always been a size 10 12 and I've gone I went up to a 20 on steroids and my weight's now going down but unfortunately my breasts didn't so they got to a double h and I was losing weight they weren't going down obviously very painful really bad neck ache you know um, back ache none of my clothes fitted I couldn't exercise so um I asked the NHS if I could have a breast reduction because it yeah. wasn't through any fault of my own and I was in pain and they rejected me three times I was absolutely fuming because I had letters from the surgeon and from physios and everything so they rejected me and refused me three times. So I had to take out a loan. So I'm in more debt now because I was in debt before because I couldn't work. So I've just, yeah, answered to your question. I've just had breast reduction surgery six weeks ago. So I'm, yeah, feeling a lot better now. I feel I can just breathe and I feel lighter because they took nearly three kilos off my chest. <laughs> um, but it's just crazy to think, isn't it, that I've had body parts removed. I've had breast tissue removed. I've got a bag on my stomach. It's just madness. It is absolute madness. So yeah. I'm, do I'm doing great. Doing great. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's like, like you just, I suppose, like you, you, they attach stuff and detach stuff. <laughs> and yeah, like, literally. Yeah. 
yeah madness madness but no so had that had them all and now living life and you know like we were saying earlier i just want to start raising awareness now around crohn's and living with a stoma and you know helping others through their journey and helping them to understand that you know it's it's not the be all and end all and you can live a fulfilled life but it's just also helping people navigate all the stages yeah. <laughs> through it all so yeah so i honestly yeah so thank you so much for um yeah having me on your podcast it's you know it was wonderful absolutely wonderful yeah keep raising awareness <laughs> yeah i think it's good to raise awareness like i, I didn't really begin to start to raise awareness straight away mm-hmm. um I didn't really since 2020 so pandemic helped for that I think um yeah to raise awareness just directly about Crohn's and create a podcast create a page just like about about a certain thing so it's fun um about raising awareness um it's I, amazing what you've done it's amazing what you've done considering as well because you're young and you've only just been diagnosed a few years ago so the fact you're doing all of this for other people honestly is incredible so yeah I think on behalf of everyone with IBD I thank you <laughs> <laughs> well, um, well, well thank you Beth um thank like you. I think it's it's, it's good just raising awareness and helping other people um Absolutely. And, yeah but um like just before we go is there is there a- anything else you want to say like maybe any, any like last thoughts or advice that you give to anyone else who's listening gosh yes well I mean yeah the, the, I think the most important advice is you know you know your body a hundred percent you know your body more than the doctors and I think if you feel like you've got any IBD symptoms not IBS but IBD symptoms and you're thinking something's not right then you just must really like you said push 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 your doctors you know ask to see a specialist because you know you don't want to be like me I wasn't diagnosed for years um so that's one yeah one bit of advice I would definitely say is you know trust yeah trust your body and just try and get answers um and then if anyone like I always say to anyone if anyone's got any questions as well about um, IBD or living with the stoma I've obviously got my my personal page which is happy stoma life which hopefully Mason will put a little link if he wants to so I, I love receiving messages from people um, with questions and I send loads of voice notes with regards to advice <laughs> so if you want to get in touch um, yeah you know where to to find me but otherwise yeah, yeah thank you so much yeah yeah uh, uh, yeah like um, everyone who's listening to go and uh, and see beth like um she like uh it is interesting about her story as well um okay. like we're going to australia um and then um transferring back to um to the uk so yeah it's, it's a it's a big gap because uh, there's all, all, all across the other side of the world yeah literally <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh yeah. totally the other side of the world <laughs> yeah yeah but uh but yeah it's been, it's been lovely speaking to you beth uh thank uh, you Mason. Uh, thank you for sharing your story Thank you very much. Take care. Take care.